Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. Join Tyler and his team as they unlock the secrets to achieving financial independence through wealth building strategies inspired by Robert Kiyosaki and other thought provoking leaders. Learn to build leveraged streams of cash flow that land in your pocket and improve your quality of life. Gain access to cutting-edge ideas that will increase your productivity and streamline your success. Find out how to supercharge your retirement plan so you won't have to retire with a pay cut. You can escape the rat race. Are you ready? It's time to Learn to Earn with Tyler Chef. Welcome to the Cashflow Guys podcast. It's that time again. It is Friday morning, bright and early. This morning, I have a guest for you. You're going to be a little bit surprised by this one. Now, you hear me say sometimes when I'm talking to you folks, you know, this doesn't take a brain surgeon to figure this out. And actually today, we have a brain surgeon on the air with us today. We've got real estate investor. That's the best part I love about this. And certified brain surgeon. Dr. Bach Joffrey on the phone with us. Bach, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. How are you? Thank you very much for joining us on the show. Thank you. Now, I'm reading your little intro here, and you started as a resident back in 2008. Yeah. Yeah, well, I finished my residency in 2008. Finished it. Okay. So with it, a lot of people don't know. So I want to clarify this because I watch a lot of medical shows. And I'd say yeah. you go to college, you get your preliminary degrees, and then you go on to med school, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. By the time 2008 rolls around, how many years of school do you got behind you? Well, it's complicated. So, you know, four years, so I had four years of uh, college, uh, four years of medical school. And I, you're partially right. I did start out as a neurosurgery resident um, and I did a couple years of neurosurgery and then finished out in uh, head and neck surgery, which is basically everything outside of uh, the brain and the head and neck. And then uh, that that training period after medical school was uh, for me it was another seven years, so it was um, yeah so it was a, it's a long haul for sure. That's for sure. That's absolutely for sure. So you were around, obviously paying attention during the financial crisis. Yeah, I mean, uh, so it, for for better or for worse, <clears throat> you know, I finished my training just as the financial crisis uh, occurred. Right, so. Um, you know, I, I had my first, um, you know, I, I started out working for someone else. I didn't immediately go out on my own, at least for the first nine months. And, um, so when I was out, uh, I started seeing a bunch of people around me having, you know, all these financial problems and, um, you know, it, it, so, so that was the context in which sort of I entered the, uh, non-resident world. And, uh, I think that was probably pretty impactful. I'd say, I mean, usually five years, five years in most people I know that got out of medical school, I, I have a lot of, I have doctors that are investors and they're in, and usually in some sort of financial crisis at that point, yet you're, you're already financially independent. So how did that take place? What was the paradigm shift that kind of made you say you took a different path than a lot of your peers probably did. So yeah, I think that. a few things sort of came together uh, right around 2008. Part of it was the <clears throat> the financial climate around us. Um, looking at uh, 
you know, how that affected some of the physicians uh, who'd been saving for retirement and that sort of thing. Um, and who all of a sudden had the rug pull up uh, beneath them and trying to figure out, um, well, I followed everything I was supposed to do, like I did through, you know, college and medical school and residency and, and then, um, and did everything right. How come this happened to me? Right. So, so that was, uh, that was certainly one part of it. Uh, Another part of it was, I think having, you know, a certain period in my life where I just felt uh, uh, like I was looking for something else. And, um, and really probably the, the irony of it all was that, uh, so I got married the day after I finished my residency in July of 2008. We went on our honeymoon uh, to Puerto Vallarta. And on the way back in the dingy uh, Puerto Vallarta airport, there was two books. It was either one with a long, guy with long hair and, you know, no shirt, or it was uh, the cash flow quadrant. Okay. So, so I picked out the cash flow quadrant, which, I'll, which you know, I didn't really have any particular interest. Uh, I didn't know who Robert Kiyosaki was and I didn't know anything about uh, what the contents of this book would be, but I read it. And uh, for me, it's my purple book story. So I I was lucky. I actually got to tell Robert Kiyosaki that story. You got a kick out of it. So that's awesome. Now, where'd you see uh, Robert? Sorry, I saw Robert on the, uh, the summit, the real estate guys summit at sea. It was really funny because I seem to have this uh, strange thing where I, I get hungry every time Robert Kiyosaki gets hungry. And so we would end up, you know, randomly, I, I, I swear I wasn't stalking the guy, but I would go, you know, break off to the uh, big dining areas that they have in these things that they're right. going or 24 hours a day. And invariably, you know, I would end up being there when he was there and, and, and ended up talking from talking to him went 90 minutes at a time. It was just, it was odd, but it was, it was a pretty cool experience. Nice. I got to ask you about that. So someone to see it, something I've wanted to go to, it conflicts with another seminar that I go to every year called PodFest. But this year, I don't think there's going to be a scheduling conflict and I'm thinking I should go. And so is that something you highly recommend? Yeah, I, I would. I mean, I'm, um, you know, Robert and Russ are uh, good friends of mine and uh, you know, they're just, they're really high character guys. And, uh, and I think the, the event really reflects that, um, you know, there's some really good people on there and, you know, Robert's there, Robert Kiyosaki's there pretty much anytime he can be there. It's uh, and that was one of the things he told me is it's one of the, one of the events that he tries to, uh, tries to make every year um, and uh, that there's not very many events like that. So that's, that says a lot right there. That's good to hear. I'm a big fan of their show, Robert and Russ, and I got to spend some time with them. I went to the secrets of successful syndication in Dallas a few years ago. Yeah. And I've seen them uh, spend some time with them when they were here in Orlando uh, with Russ and Orlando and then Robert a little later. And so it just, those guys are great. Really everything that they put out is just first rate quality. I mean, but not a big seminar guy, but when it comes to real estate guys, I will, I make sure that I try to show up. So I'm definitely putting that on my list this year. One of the things the audience probably doesn't know that I did not do in your intro is that you actually wrote a book, seven secrets of eternal wealth. Yeah, I did. Um, and, uh, so this was a book that, um, I kind of wish I had when I finished, uh, residency and all of a sudden was starting to look for all these answers. So, you know, I read cash flow quadrant, right? I read the Kiyosaki book. Right. Um, and, um, and it's funny because, uh, that, that book resonated with me much more than rich dad, poor dad. And I think part in part because it, it was talking to me more. Yeah, um, yeah. but, um, 
what was interesting was that I think a lot of people get inspired by the purple book, right? That's the book of inspiration. And what I wanted was, okay, now how do I put this to action? Like, what's the next step? Right. Like, really give me, give me more concrete steps. And so I wanted to write a book that gave a little bit more infrastructure to, to the concept of cash flow and, you know, how to approach things. Because, you know, at the end of the day, I, um, you know, I know you guys are ultimately a real estate show, but I, and I love real estate and I'm involved with real estate. I own lots of real estate, but I consider myself um, somewhat asset agnostic. I mean, if it's a real asset, I like it. If right. it cash flows, I like it, you know? Um, so, so that was one of the major differences. But so anyway, the book was really written for uh, people who I think are looking for the next step. Okay, fine. I, I, I'm sort of sold that there's something else out there and that maybe I should be thinking about cash flow. Tell me more. And, and what are some of the other concepts that you got to be thinking about, you know? And, and for me, that, that starts with cash flow. And, you know, understanding investments, investing in real things, and then, you know, education in general. So, uh, so I wanted to write that book, uh, published it on Amazon, and um, it did pretty well on Amazon. And then just realized I just really wanted to make it open to everybody. Um, so I put it for free on my website. You can just download it. It's a PDF at wellformula.com. And, um, and so, yeah, that's, that's basically the story there. Now you, in the book, you talk about, and, and we'll, the folks, a, a link to his website will be in the show notes. So you can go <clears throat> download a copy for yourself at wealthformula.com. You talk about uh, the Uber rich. They actually do have secrets that are accessible for high paid professionals if they know about them. And the yeah. key you, you point out, you talk about the key is who you know. So that's really is a thing. It's who you know. There's no doubt about it. Um, in my mind. And that's one of the other things that I learned over time was that, um, listen, we, we all have this uh, experience in our life at some point, I think where we have like a consultant help us with something and they're, they're really expensive. Right? right. And you get done with the experience and you think, gosh, this wasn't that hard. And yeah. was, uh, uh, this is something I probably could have figured out and not paid all that money. Right. But in reality, a lot of times what happens is that what you're paying a consultant for is so that you can avoid making mistakes, right? You can av avoid making the mistakes that other people make. And, and usually those things cost you more money. Right. And um, I'm not saying my, 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 my group, my investor club and stuff like that is completely free. That I'm not saying it costs you anything. But the, the point I'm trying to make is that you know, you can, you can learn an awful lot from other, others mistakes and, um, and, and, and make your own time, your own, uh, uh, learning curve a lot shorter. Well, absolutely. And you talk a lot about high paid professionals buying stuff while the wealthy buy cash flow. Right. Can you touch on that a little bit? And I think that's an important point, no matter where your, your income level is, because unfortunately that seems to ring true in all income levels. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the, the issue there is that I think it people who don't have a lot of money are not used to having money. So a lot of times they will, most of the time they will um, increase their own personal overhead to match their increase in income. Right. Oh. And believe me, I'm not one of those, uh, one of those people who likes talking about uh, 
you know, skipping lattes and stuff. I don't like that. You know, yeah. I, I believe in that. It's, it's, you don't get wealthy that way. But what I do advocate is, you know, that whereas more, most people are thinking about, you know, the first time they ever get money. Like, for example, let me give you an example. When I finished my residency, my chief year as a resident, my last year as a resident, I made, I think, $55,000 in the city of San Francisco. Wow, you were living in poverty level in San Francisco. And my first year income um, was about $480,000 after that. So that's an enormous step up, right? Oh, yeah. And so it's almost sort of like, you know, hitting a lottery and you see all these people going broke when they in the lottery, right? Because they don't know what to do with it, right? Yep. So you see that a lot in, in, with, with high paid professionals. And what happens is that they, um, uh, they, they come into money and all of a sudden all these things that they've been thinking about, I would do this if I had money and I would do that. And they, they, they do it all. And then it's all about keeping up with the Joneses and, and, you know, going ahead and buying the big house right away, et cetera. Um, but what the wealthy do is that they look at money and the first thing they think about is first expanding the means and then spending it. So what I mean by that is, let's say you, um, let's say you get your eye on that a fancy uh, $100,000 car, right? And you could go ahead and, and, and take $100,000 out and you could spend it or you could, um, or, or you could finance it and have negative cash flow, or you could find an investment that cash flows and put that hundred thousand dollars in to expand your overall means to expand your overall residual income and gradually expand into the things that you want. Does that make sense? I mean, it's so, sort of, it's just a, it's one more step in the wealthy is, on a regular basis. They don't just spend. They you're basically can, saying yeah. step away from the Lamborghini until you can develop a, a means to really truly pay for it. In other words, the money in your That's bank right. account isn't paying for it. The money in your bank account should be invested into something that will generate the cash flow to pay for it. Exactly. You got you expand your means first, and then you and then you let your lifestyle sort of rise up. Correct. The, rather than taking money and immediately buying uh, the things that you can finally quote unquote afford, exactly. Um, because you're not really doing anything with the money. Yeah. The whole goal in, 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 for the wealthy and, and for creating wealth, in my view, is first and foremost, anytime you make money, figuring out how you can make more and how you can expand your means. And that, that's also um, what I would call more of an abundance mentality, right? Um, it's, it's how do you create more? You know, how do you, if you want to, you know, and Kiyosaki talks about this too. I mean, I'm, a, I'm certainly not the only one. Um, and where I remember him. Uh, talking one time about how, you know, he wanted to buy a new Ferrari or something. He told Kim and uh, and Kim asked him, okay, well, how are you going to afford it? It's not, you know, can you afford it? It's how are you going to afford it? Well, I'm going to take this money. I'm going to invest in this. I'm going to get cash flow, and that's going to pay off, you know, the the monthly there. So I don't have to worry about it, right? Okay. And then eventually that thing gets paid off, and you have cash flow. The means stay the same regardless of whether or not that asset is depreciated down to nothing. Right, because that asset isn't really costing you any money necessarily. Exactly. You've, you've generated something that will generate revenue to pay for it. I'm right, right. Going through that right now, my wife will always tell me because I, admittedly, hand raised, I am a doodadder. I'm a serial doodadder. Yeah. You know, if there's something cool and shiny out, I'm probably the guy that has it in the garage. But I've 
I've changed over the last several years how I've gone about doing that. Now I will go out and acquire an apartment building that will generate the revenue that it will take to pay for whatever that thing is, which right now it's one time again to change vehicles, at least my vehicles. And, you know, I was going through this this weekend. Do I get all the bells and whistles or do I get just the basics of what I think I can afford? And then I realized that, wait a minute, I'm not the one paying for this anyway. I've happened to have an asset that pays for this bill completely. Exactly. Uh, exactly. So it, and it's a lease, so it's not even debt. And, and that moves into, you talk about uh, something that, that I agree with 100%, number one, and something that Kiyosaki preaches as well. And frankly, Robert is a, uh, he's the one that inspired me to launch this podcast originally. Yeah. Uh, invest, invest, don't save. In other words, savers and losers. Right. And I would like you to touch on this because this is, this probably is one of the, if you, if I believe, and you correct me if I'm wrong, if people can get their head around this, this is the key, one of the big keys that opens the gate to, to true wealth is that the people in, that live in poverty exist in this, I've got to save money in my mattress, therefore it never grows. We were just talking about, so could you expand a little bit, a little bit about how the money loses value? Right. So, I mean, if you just, okay, let's just, um, people think their money is safe in the bank, right? And, and, and investments are, are, are scary a lot of times. And that's, and so, um, and a lot of times they end up hoarding money in the banks. Well, without even going into, um, the fact that the banks are not exactly uh, in great shape these days, if you just look at what's happening to your money in the bank, um, you know, what's your typical interest rate these days? It's certainly less than 1% on a uh, savings account or, you know, even a CD. And what's inflation today? Well, it's, it's, they say about 2%. Arguably, it's, it's more than that. And I certainly think it is going to be a whole lot more than that. So what that means is that the real value of your money is decreasing by over a percent every year. So if you are saving money, by definition, you are losing money. Now, um, on the opposite side of that, people think, well, you know, if I'm investing, I could lose money. Well, let's let's say, I mean, you you own real estate, you own cash flowing real estate. But the value of that is not only the fact that you have something that's creating cash flow, but something that actually increases in value with inflation. Your money in the bank does not increase in value when it's uh, when it's in the bank and it's because it's losing money on a year to year basis because of inflation. If you have a real asset that you're investing in, your money actually increases with inflation. So that's a very critical point. And by that, you're saying that basically the because the cost of everything inflates every year, everything, you know, a bottle of water is a dollar this year and it's a dollar three or a dollar nine, depending on who you ask as far as inflation goes, which I agree with you, it's definitely not two, three percent, it's significantly higher than that, I believe, then because things become more expensive, the money is worth less and less and less every year, your, your, your cash. Yeah. You know, we, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not a big gold bug and, um, you know, Kiyosaki certainly is, but you know, if you look just, let's just take, for example, a real asset like gold and, um, you know, in the times of, of uh, the Roman, in Roman times of Christ, that you know, you'd have a somebody buy a, a toga and a nice, uh, you know, a pair of sandals, and it would cost them an ounce of gold. And today, an ounce of gold will buy you a nice suit and shoes, right? right? So, so there's there's value uh, 
uh, in real assets. Um, now, how much did, you know, how much did a hundred dollar bill get you in Roman times? Nothing. It didn't exist. It's not real. It's paper. Right. So, so that's, that's the whole idea. I see. Okay. And then um, I want to talk about your investing club. Exactly. How does that work? Yeah. So investor club is okay. So here's the thing with, with investing. And this is one of the things that I think was really, um, you know, important to me is that when I started getting interested in investing and I was trying to figure out, okay, well, I, I, I believe all these things that Kiyosaki says, and now I need to figure out how to go invest and I need to go teach myself all this. I was inspired to do so. And so I did it. And I also spent a lot of time doing it, but I do realize that not everybody's like me, right? Right. Uh, not everybody's willing to spend a lot of the time uh, getting into this stuff. Not everybody likes it as much as I do, but there are a lot of people who understand what you and I are saying and believe it to be true. And so I kind of think of these people as sort of, you know, passive income groupies, right? Like the people who listen to your show, they listen to my show, but if you look at their own portfolios, they're in stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. And why is that? Because it's not easy to go from, you know, not having any real estate, not knowing what you're doing or not, having anything outside of the traditional portfolio and going out there and doing it. So what investor club is, is it's, it's for accredited investors. It's, it's my, uh, it's a group that basically um, if you go, all you do is you, if you go to my website uh, at wealthfrogman.com, there's an icon that says uh, investor club. And if you are uh, interested in potentially investing as a passive investor, as a limited partner uh, in, in assets, in larger assets that, you know, you basically come together and buy together, and then you enjoy all of the benefits of uh, investing in real assets and cash flowing assets, but you don't really have to do anything. You don't really have to you know, go out there and pound the pavement and find the assets yourself. It's a great opportunity for you. So I have in that group, you know, uh, I have well over 300 uh, accredited investors and probably about 70% of them are in the medical field, a lot of doctors. And it's because exactly for this reason, it's people want to get involved, but they just don't have the time, right? So it's, it works out kind of nicely that way. Interesting. Now, is there a certain minimum that they have to invest to be part of this? I know that no, for some no, the, the club is free. Now, the the investor club itself is limited to accredited investors. And just as a reminder, an accredited investor is something you are or you are not. It's like being pregnant or not being pregnant. But it's basically that you make $200,000 a year uh, minimum or you have a net worth of a million dollars outside of your personal residence. So it's not, it's not everybody, but there is a lot of, you know, high paid professionals who have, you know, they have a you know, $700,000 sitting in their IRA and then, you know, $300,000 somewhere else. And actually, you know, Hey, I'm accredited and I don't have to you know, do this, but I will say that that's just part of what, you know, I mean, my show is not about just, um, uh, and my mission is certainly not just about getting people into that club and then, you know, bringing deal flow, but you know, there's lots of ways to obviously get involved uh, as you know, and I'm sure you talk about on this show for people um, who are not accredited, uh, you know, whether that's, you know, turnkey real estate or, or, or various funds, et cetera. So what, what I try to do is even though for the most part, I'm speaking to people with a little bit more money 
um, you know, try, trying to give people other ideas, regardless of their income status. The key here, folks, the, the common denominator is when you hear Dr. Buck talking is it's about taking action. It's about taking the opportunity to learn and then taking action instead of sitting on the sidelines and getting things done. And I think Dr. Buck, you would agree with that as well. Oh yeah. No doubt about it. Don't be a groupie. Exactly. Exactly. There's no return in the groupie section. That's yeah. for sure. So that's pretty awesome. So these, that's, there's an opportunity if you want to reach out and find out more from Dr. Joffrey about his investment club and, and how that all shakes out. If you are an accredited investor, then um, definitely go ahead and do that. And for those of you listening to the show, you, you've listened to me talk about the differences between an accredited and a non-accredited, but there's one important thing that you said, Dr. Joffrey, that I want to point out is, uh, and, and people call sometimes and they get discouraged because, well, I'm not an accredited investor, so I'm, I'm basically doomed to flip houses. There's, that's, that's not true. That's absolutely not true. Anybody can get involved in real estate investing or investing of any, uh, any degree. Do your due diligence on who you're working with. Obviously, make sure that you're dealing with people that are uh, well-vetted, like as Dr. Joffrey is, or he wouldn't be on the show. But um, taking the time to, to get out there, learn a little bit about what you're doing, invest in what you understand, and take some action. So, Dr. Joffrey, before we, uh, before we wrap up here, what's the best way for people to reach out to you if they're interested in, in your book or you're uh, just wanting to learn more? Yeah, so <clears throat> the best way would be, I, I've got a podcast, obviously, it's a Wealth Formula podcast. Um, on iTunes, you can go to wealthformula.com and there's, you know, a bunch of free downloads on there, including the book, um, and, you know, newsletter, et cetera. Uh, the other thing is if you're, you know, if you don't go to a computer much, you can download my book, even just by texting. If you want to, all you have to do is, uh, text 44222 and type in wealth formula as one word, usually autocorrect screws things up. So again, it's 44222 and then just put wealth formula and you can get a free copy uh, of my book. And, um, you know, that's probably the easiest thing. That's good advice right there. Four, four, two, 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 text that to or text wealth formula to four, four, two, two, two. Then you can get a free copy of the seven steps of eternal wealth. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Joffrey. I really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to, to join us today and provide some value here to the audience. And, um, Ladies and gentlemen, again, you want to get take more action, you want to reach out to Dr. Joffrey, maybe take things to the next level, learn more about what he has to offer, get a copy of his book absolutely free of charge. Go to wealthformula.com. I will put that link in the show notes so you can go directly to click on that link and go directly to his website and find out more about what he's doing. And Dr. Joffrey, I know you're a busy guy. You got a lot going on and I appreciate you taking time to, out of your day to come on my show and add some value today. Thanks for having me. Alrighty. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap it for this week. And for those of you that have not joined our Facebook community, it, today is a great time to do it. The quickest way to get there is to go to cashflowguys.com forward slash group. That's cashflowguys.com forward slash group takes you over to our Facebook community. We've got about five, I think at last count of today's count, about 525 people, give or take. In that group, we've got some uh, some people in there that are taking action and, and helping me lead the group, getting your questions answered about real estate investing, whether it be uh, whatever your strategy is, passive, active, but we're helping you get started go, moving to the next level. That group is absolutely free of charge. There's a wealth of information there. A lot of the listeners to the show, I'm going to invite Dr. Joffrey to join us in that group as well. 
I've got attorneys in there. I've got CPAs. I've got all kinds of different people in different specialties, uh, syndication attorneys, you name it, all there. And if you ask questions, don't be surprised that every once in a while, one of those folks will pop up and get that question answered for you and uh, provide a little bit more value to your life. So have a great week. Let's make some cash flow and we will see you next time. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.